chapter twenty four of natalie page this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. natalie page by catherine haviland taylor chapter twenty four what made the chase to quote s k it had an entirely sane and logical explanation and it was started by that little fellow who wears wings carries a quiver is talked of and felt often but is never seen except on valentines and of course you know whom i mean his name comes from an old monk which is strange i think s k said it was not he said that everybody has their monastery garden where they quite alone make the prettiest rhymes to love and he explained further that when you try to say them aloud in the fumbling words of men they will not echo even half of what is felt all this discussion came because of the date which was february fourteenth much had happened since christmas week and this day we all sat in the living-room reviewing things evelyn was hemming napkins and herbert sat on a footrest at her feet muttering things like beautiful hands or did she prick her sweet finger which everybody heard but had to pretend they didn't that's a funny sentence but i hadn't time to alter it amy and willie were doing a picture puzzle as k was sitting idle and i was trying to address postcards to people at home personally i don't like them but the people to whom i was going to send them did i could take part in all the talk inasmuch as i only wrote wish you were here and this is a picture of grant's tomb or the woolworth tower or whatever it was of course it said what the picture was in print but people always do explain again in writing on postcards i suppose because it fills up space even real writers always use a great deal of explaining to do that i have noticed willie would leave the table now and again to read my messages all of which were almost the same in a different voice he made it deeply dramatic or miss hooper high and amy giggled awfully she laughs at anything he says and he says she has more perception and appreciation of true humour than any woman he has ever met which is what men always do say when women laugh at their jokes the fifth time he made a tour to the desk he picked up a card i had addressed to colonel cephas i lemley who did detective work in baltimore in eighteen ninety two he has been resting since then and his wife takes in sewing he explained that the business world was not a fit place for a southern gentleman willie told about how he acts when he gets drunk on one occasion he painted the entire house with apple butter his wife had just made five crocks and it was in fly season too and on another he sawed out the lower panel of the front door and then he got down on his hands and knees and stuck his head through the hole and barked at every one who passed that was really very funny because he has a little goatee which wags when he talks and to see his head topped by a wide-brimmed felt hat and bottomed by wiggling fluff to see this sticking through a hole in the door and hear him say bow wow in a high falsetto was enough to make you yell for three days he honestly thought he was miss hooper's dog rover his wife was visiting in a near town 
when she is at home she tactfully restrains him with a broom the neighbors say and it is noticeable that he stands in front of the mansion-house after these attacks instead of occupying one of the rocking-chairs which trail all over the porch and half across the sidewalk but to get back after willie told of him he said he should have been on the job and i agreed no six weeks to find out what started it if cephas had humped he stated surely i nodded for colonel lemley's own tales of his achievements made sherlock holmes affairs look as exciting as the woven mats you do in the first year of school after i wrote for perhaps fifteen more minutes i finished my work and went over to sit by s k who was on the davenport before the fire i had on a lovely bunch of violets he had sent me and i was enjoying them a lot also the prospect for the evening which was a theatre party which s k was giving because evelyn and herbert are engaged people seem to do things like that for engaged people quite as if they need cheering up and i was to wear a new dress which was pink and fluffy and i must admit becoming you are going to sit next to me to-night said s k i said i hoped so and then i was quiet for i was thinking how very much s k had done to make my new york life happy and to smooth out and erase my troubles the bracelet business had made me half sick it had been so crawly and it all happened because a little coquette who was the spanish girl we saw photographed in the sunday paper and the one who muttered pretty spanish admirations over the bracelet one of the people who stays at the mansion told me of those had made her lover a test i think she did it in joke but he took it seriously because he was so very much in love of course he was vincente alcone e rodriguez and it happened this way he had met her somewhere on a business trip i suppose he had letters of introduction which admitted him almost anywhere since he has a great deal of money and is of great importance in the business world of cuba and like a good many latin men he fell in love with her immediately and wildly so he called her orange blossom and white sweetheart of the rose that is in notes and he threatened to kill himself if she didn't love him but he didn't and she didn't love him she only laughed that is at first i think she was capricious and liked to feel her power for she played with him one day being kind and the next day scorning as only her race can scorn s k told me this story and he put in trimmings as he always does and i am repeating in part from the tale that he related each day this man who had so much money but not the love he wanted more than all of the world would send her mountains of flowers or a strange string of beads or candied fruits from the orient or candies from our states s k said he was a good lover and he sounded so i became very much interested and i did not see how margarita angela blanco e choppy could help liking it but sometimes she didn't one morning she threw all of his flowers out on the street and then she called to him he was lurking around on the other side of the way they act that way more there than here and she said the scent in all of its heaviness is wearisome and rumor states that he tore his hair 
but i think s k put that in for a nice touch because he had it clipped so short i don't see how he could get a decent hold well things went on in that way she would soften only to harden and he would become elated only to taste the depth of despair it was very romantic and then margarita's father had a mission to perform in the united states she came along and of course vincente alcone e rodriguez trailed at a respectful distance but he didn't stay so which is the paper-chase manner in which some south american and cuban courtships come off their pictures were taken together at the jumel mansion and so evidently she was a little kinder to him then and that was the day she paused before the bracelet and said s incomparable lindo e yo lo deseo and she said it with hunger floating on her liquid voice would that i could give it to you whispered vincente alcone e rodriguez you can give me nothing i want he was answered and after this pleasant speech the little senorita shrugged her shoulders s k said he clenched his hands glared ahead and then said a copy a good copy fairest angel of heaven and she said a copy bah and her lips curled i didn't see why he loved her after that but s k said she stimulated his interest by acting that way but that i wasn't to try it on him since his interest didn't need stimulating then margarita looked mischievous and said the man who would get for me this original i would give the gift of my love but it is a poor thing my little heart and perhaps not worth the effort to get he said you cast me to the depths how can i live for this you ask the impossible and again she shrugged her shoulders why ask the possible she said since that i could get myself then s k said vincente went out sat down on the green bench that faces the side gate held his head in his hands and stared unseeingly at the gravel at his feet he said they both enjoyed acting that way and being miserable as a good many people do and margarita laughed in her tinkling way not seeming to care how unhappy she had made him just before they started back to the biltmore he spoke to her again you meant that he said fiercely but certainly she replied i have said my heart in exchange for that bracelet and then they all got in motors and started off for lunch well vincente was determined to get that bracelet and he set out to do it somehow he got into communication with debson offered him twenty-five thousand dollars if he got the bracelet and delivered it into his vincente alcone rodriguez's hands and then he sailed off on another chase for margarita and her papa had started home again so much is simple and the rest is only the result of the start debson heard me tell the tale of my bracelet that day i first visited the mansion getting the one in the case was not an easy affair for the place is well guarded and so he naturally decided to get mine it was he who chased me dodging behind things when i turned and even sitting on the curb at the last with his cup for pennies 
and telling me that he was blind he had of course visited the mansion often in different disguise hoping each time to have the opportunity and of course he began to lurk around our apartment house after he knew what was in my possession he had a brother who worked with him they had an idea that confusion of evidence made evidence weak and so there were two blind men around the mansion that sunday and no two people agreed about where they had seen the shambling figure it wasn't a bad idea for during the investigation of that particular event the police had been so tried by different stories of where people had seen this old man that they brushed aside any mention of him and muttered of crowd hysteria it was the brother of debson who knocked s k down because he had seen me give the bracelet into s k s keeping it was he who was the old italian woman that day and who suddenly shed his shawl and skirts and was again the blind man shuffling up the steps that was after he stuffed his woman duds in a basket of soiled clothes which some neglectful small boy had left for a moment on the sidewalk while he went up to join the crowd around sammy that was clever i think for when the washwoman returned the things washed the italian garb was probably sent back to her with a word that it did not belong in that particular laundry and she the washwoman was i suppose glad enough to keep the garments and say no more meanwhile that same afternoon debson had seen me give the bracelet to the keeper probably he peered through a window or half hid behind a big pillar outside and it was he who attacked him after the crowd had gone out to see what had happened to s k and he who with tears running down his face called for help since getting away was dangerous it all seems very simple now and makes us seem great fools when s k advertised for a servant debson applied for the position and fortune favoured him since i often went to see s k and talked all my troubles over with him he used a long rod with a hook on top of it to get upstairs since the back entrances were too public for his late-night visits and he could come in this way under the dark of the court for people kept their shades down in their court windows other windows are too close to do otherwise he made those tapping noises that night every one was frightened and uncle archie fell over the pedestal and it was only coincidence that made them tap in three in that way he also made violent love to jane thinking perhaps that he could get her help or that in that way his visits to our apartment would be accounted for but it was not my bracelet but evelyn's she wore it that night he took her to the ball and she wore it because he had talked so much of how greatly a bracelet enhanced the fair roundness of a woman's arm jane admitted that statement got her and it must have for she remembered it absolutely correctly evelyn at that time sometimes substituted her bracelet for mine because the tiffany mark made her story of its being real a lie and she at that time wanted the real one jane told me lots about it it was 
that romantic miss she said to hear a tap and then to lean from the window and to see him coming hand over hand up that there rod with the hook on top and it used to turn me sick like to think that he might fall but he never did worse luck and then she sniffed he had a very hard time for i hid my bracelet often and evelyn took it too and it seemed that every time he called it was out of course he had come up that night that we had the detectives waiting for he thought it was his last chance and of course it was he whom i followed down the fire escape he expected to bag the bracelet easily that night that he was caught he was going to get it in some way and he had been sure that would be easy then lower it to his brother who would if possible take it off if not throw it as he did in the coal cellar i found out everything and began to believe s k s remark about sanity and logical reasons for all events i even found out about jane's blushes and the ice-pick it seemed she used to give debson suppers when he came up and she gave him a very nice grape-juice that aunt had got for evelyn it was that that made her so anxious to speak of thefts as borrowing and again there was coincidence in the hurt hands all but debson's had happened from innocent causes his came from my mouse-trap but to throw people off the scent he deliberately broke that steagle glass of course i was shattered and followed and it was debson's brother who pulled me from my mount on riverside drive two men who are very intent on getting anything can think lots of ways to get it and twenty-five thousand dollars is quite an incentive i felt sorry for the men i couldn't help it and for vincente alcone y rodriguez for i was afraid margarita would never marry him i wrote signor vincente alcone y rodriguez and told him how sorry i was and that i would give him my bracelet if my mother had not owned and worn it and that i hoped perhaps senorita blanco y chapi could get one made like it and i explained about how nice evelyn's was i really wanted to send my bracelet to senor alcone y rodriguez but s k who occasionally gives me orders quite as if he had every right to would not permit it nonsense he said she's only tiring him out after he begins to gasp and show signs of giving up she'll pull him in the boat i know em which i considered cynical but she did just that very thing happened and i got a piece of wedding cake they were married january twentieth after an engagement of two days he answered my note most courteously and apologized at length and she added a little lie i have capitulated she acknowledged in a very shaded elaborate writing it is useless to allow innocent childs to be stabbed in back because of my light mention of a bracelet and because of his great urgency i have achieved for myself the married state we are happy and wish you the same and then she said she kissed my feet which is very polite spanish and signed herself undyingly and affectionately mine signor vincente gave s k s words backing when he wrote i was willing to give up all was despair i vowed i would not request again when lo she softened and turned to me 
the glory of her love i was glad it ended that way what are you thinking of asked s k that afternoon of february fourteenth when we were all together and yet all sort of paired off in the living-room i told him you like to see people love the people who love them i said now evelyn has answered the right call and i think amy is going to pshaw said s k you don't mean those kids he didn't finish his sentence but he meant that amy and willie weren't old enough to do anything but all the latest waltz and fox steps i'm sure they're going to throw into it i said somehow i feel it they slam each other now and disagree terribly but he has unexpected moments of patience with her and when he has those i can see that he likes her lots what sort asked s k looking at them they were doing a one-step and amy said willie did it all wrong and willie said no northerner could dance what with the victrola and their quarrelling we could shout anything and not be heard i told him he is trying to explain baseball to her i said since you said you'd take us all to all the games and after he finished yesterday she said i don't think it's polite or nice for the man with the stick to wave it in front of the man with a little thing like a dish drain over his face she saw a game last year and that's all she got out of it and i went on to explain how well willie played and how he would usually greet that sort of a remark s k laughed and after a little more watching them agreed then i went on i asked her last night whether she was going to marry the broker and she clasped her hands stared ahead and whispered what a child i was s k laughed some more then he sobered so he said you like to see the fellow get the girl i said i thought every one was disappointed in books or life if he didn't then he mentioned a subject that he hadn't touched for ages and didn't mean to then it, i think it slipped out and i found i didn't mind but really liked it do you think he asked in an undertone that this fellow is going to get her oh s k i answered as i slipped my hand in his i know he is and you do too how can you help it dear child said s k my dear child he said it in that tight way in which people speak when they care very much and he pressed my hand between both of his what are you talking of over there asked evelyn looking up from her work and i gave an answer which did not surprise her for every one did talk of them a great deal if not exactly the sort s k and i had touched that day we're discussing mysteries said i right added s k looking down at me and then ito came in trundling a tea-wagon ahead of him i saw that he had aunt penelope's best service on it little cakes and paper cases and big pink roses on the napkins it looked pretty festive and good it is day of love said ito we have fancy tea the end end of section twenty four end of natalie page by katherine haviland taylor